like any industry, anything in life, there's money to be made. There's bad apples. It is what it is. Just because, and I'm not just going to go, hey, there's bad apple. There's people that always game the system, work the system. But well, I don't accept that. I don't. I'm in this industry. I'm in the Canadian mortgage industry and have been for a long time. And I'm very proud of it. And when I see others being treated wrongly, I'm going to call you out. I will 1000% call you out. And sure, it's on this podcast, but this is my podcast. This is my platform. I do what I want here. And I'm going to put it to good and call people out when I feel they're doing wrong. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the 10 Holds a Month podcast. It's a tactical podcast I produce every week. And today I got to change things up a little bit. So I've got a recording from my good buddy, Ryan Wiley. He has a podcast called The 12-Hour Broker. And Ryan is actually taking over, running the day-to-day of the 10 Loans a Month Academy. And so he's also taking over this podcast. So I thought, hey, you got to get to know Ryan if you don't know him. In this episode, Ryan talks about some of the things that he feels are broken in our industry. So I've decided to take a step back from the day-to-day of running the academy, still doing the podcast. I love mortgage brokering, but focusing on growing the brokerage as that is taking up more and more of my time, thoroughly enjoying it. But I also wanted to make sure that the Academy would continue to grow as well. So before we jump in this episode with Ryan, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform. Very easy for borrowers to use. It's got some really cool features baked right in. One of them is Smart Docs. As the client is filling out the app, it automatically knows what type of documents to ask for. When you get that file and you're trying to figure out what do I do with it, it's connected to Lender Spotlight so you can search all the rates and guidelines. And then finally, when you go to hit submit, it pulls all the key data from the application, puts them in the lender notes. And you may think, Scott, that doesn't matter. If you've ever seen what the lender's screen looks like on their side, it is different at every single institution. And sometimes it's challenging to find the info. So the better you can do your loan notes, the more approvals you'll get. So you can check them out at lendesk.com slash Finmo. Thanks again for listening to this episode. This is just a chat that Ryan has talking about what's broken in our industry. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here. I'm giving you a warning this morning. This is a warning. If you're here for a positive podcast, um, something that'll change your business, maybe this will change your business. I'm not sure. Hopefully it will. Um, Well, I was going to say, don't stop listening. It's more, if you're looking for a positive podcast, today's not the day. Okay, I'm Mr. Positivity. I just don't like negativity. I don't want to talk down on anyone. I don't want to judge anyone. I don't, until you walk in another man or woman's shoes, you don't know what's going on in their world. And the world has enough of that. So I just prefer to, you know, the glass is always full for me. Not half full. It's just always full. That's just my mentality. Um, And so, but I will judge you by how you treat other people. Okay? I don't care what you drive. I don't care what you wear. I don't care what house you're in. I don't give a crap about any of that. You have jewelry. You have, like I don't give a shit about that. I'll judge you on how you treat others. And so I'm going to pull back the curtain a bit on stuff I've been seeing in our industry um, with how 
other mortgage agents are being treated. Okay, and why? I'm not going to use names today. I'm not, not yet, not yet, um, but I will. I will at some point. Um, and why? Just because I can, because it's pathetic what's going on out there. Um, so I'm going to give you a little context here. Uh, so I have my, you know, I'm a brokerage within a brokerage. I don't have a broker's license, but I have a brokerage within a brokerage with DLC National, okay, under the DLC brand. Um, love them. They haven't done me wrong. Everything's great there. Everything's good. No complaints. I'm also helping consult with my good friend, Scott Peckford, who started a brokerage. And he's taken on this big project and he's crushing it. Um, so I've been helping him there. I've been helping him get it set up. And in doing so, I get to see a lot of the stuff that you just don't see just as a regular mortgage guy. You know, go crush in your business and carry on. There's this whole other world behind the scenes that's happening. And so, like any industry, anything in life, there's money to be made. There's bad apples. It is what it is. Just because, and I'm not just going to go, hey, there's bad apple. There's people that always game the system, work the system. But well, I don't accept that. I don't. I'm in this industry. I'm in the Canadian mortgage industry and have been for a long time. And I'm very proud of it. And when I see others being treated wrongly, I'm going to call you out. I will 1,000% call you out. And sure, it's on this podcast. But this is my podcast. This is my platform. I do what I want here. And I'm going to put it to good and call people out when I feel they're doing wrong. And so in running and helping... This podcast has been brought to you by Americano. Sorry, that's, uh, it's, hey, we're going to go down that path of showing you examples of what's going on, but I first have to take a drink of coffee. Okay, so in helping out run brokerage, I also have a lot of brokers, agents reach out to me all the time. I'm always having conversations just because I love, I like just understanding what makes people tick, their business, how, like, I love just grabbing inspiration from things and tweaking things here and there. And so that's just a passion project of mine. So like I said, I'm not going to use names, but if I'm a business owner, if you're running a brokerage, you do what you want. Okay. So if you want to charge crazy fees and you want to do this, this, and this, Hey, you have the 1000%. You have the right to do that. Lay it out in writing. Let it be so that everybody who signs on with you it's going in eyes wide open. They know what they're getting into. They know what you're bringing to the table, what they're bringing to the table. They know what the splits are. They know what the full commission is. Like, it's very transparent. You do that, you have the right to run your business how you want. <clears throat> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when someone comes in and you're practically stealing from them. You're not telling them all the information. And you're being wishy-washy on contracts. So I'm going to give you guys a couple examples of what I've seen. Um, and these have all been proven. Like this is, isn't just people telling me and spitting off. Like I go, okay, well show me proof. Like, let's see. So I know there are brokerages out there that charge you up to $7,500 to join them. $7,500 to join them. What do you get for that? Well, potential mentorship. I'm using air quotations, mentorship. Um, and then just a bunch of other crap that you get with a lot of other shops because it's just built into baked into what they offer. 
Um, so there you go, $7,500 to join. That's, you don't get that back when you reach like a milestone. That's just gone. It's a sunk cost. And they accept part-time people. They accept, you know, people working full-time a job and they come in because it's basically a nice cash cow, $7,500 every time someone comes in. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Then on top of it, they charge anywhere from three to $500 a month for fees. What do you get for that? All the same stuff you get everywhere. Plus, you get some leads. Where do the leads come from? Well, some from Google, some from Kijiji, some from these other random sites that come in. They're online leads and they're crap. But you're forced to pay it to get them, right? So they're dangling this carrot that, hey, we charge you money because we give you this awesome support. And then, oh, you also have to give us three to 500 a month. Top of that, oh, what's my split? Well, your split is depending on your volume. We'll go boom, boom, boom. We'll tear it. And like it gets caught. Like I saw the breakdown. I was like, oh my God, my head's spinning right now. Like, so, but it nets out to, let's call it 80 20. Oh, okay. 80 20 split. And you're in your second, third year and you're doing 15 million. Okay. Well, at some point you'll get to 90 10. Maybe when you hit 30 40. And that's not bad. Um, and what sort of lenders do you have access to with the volume bonuses and that? Are you maxed out on all those? What are volume bonuses? I'm like, what? Well, what are volume bonuses? Like that's like the incentive you get when you hit certain thresholds of lenders. And it could be, I don't know, 20, 25, 30, 35 beeps, like in addition. Don't get those. Oh, okay. So you're 80, 20, but with no volume bonus, paying three, 500 a month and 7,500 to join. Ah, interesting. So your split actually nets out closer to like a 55, 45, give or take, depending on the lender. Didn't know that. Ah, now it starts to make sense. Okay. And I can't submit my own files. What do you mean you can't submit your own files? Well, I have to go through the broker of record. Well, why do you go through a broker of record? I don't know. They want to it's control, my friends. They want control, right? So there's a delay now on your time of they sell it as, hey, we have to package your deal, make sure it's good and you're not ruining our relationships to uh, like it starts that, that, which makes sense for new agents. Totally get it. Understand it 100%. But not when you've closed 50, 60, 70 deals. And if you want to go and sign up yourself and start getting your own pooled volume, uh, your own relationships you get to build, you can't. You're blocked. And none of this is no. Hey, if all this was up front and laid out in a contract and you sign it, well, bad choice on you. But at least it's there. Everyone's protected, but it's not. It's not. And then having conversations with um, BDMs. And when the question starts becoming, Hey, let's talk about volume bonus. The BDM, the, the broke record jumps in. It's like, Hey, let's have that conversation offline. Like, because they're hiding the fact that they have a, their whole brokerage does not get volume bonuses and they don't know what it is. It's, it's embarrassing. I'm like, so, and this isn't like one story I've heard. Um, and then breaking my contract. Hey, I need, I want to break my contract and leave. Okay. Well you owe us X amount of money because you signed a two year and you've got eight months left and you would have earned this much. Well, where does it say that in the contract? It doesn't, but you owe us that money because that's what we would have made. And we're going to come after you and we're going to have lawyers and we're going to come after you. Well, but there's no contract for that, but this is what's going on. Kids, people are signing two, three year contracts and if they tell their broker owner they're leaving, A, the broker owner's keeping all their data. B, all the, if you're sign up for their email address, 
all of all the emails that come back in, they're poaching leads off of that because you branded them instead of you from day one. And when you decide to leave, they go, oh, we're going to hit you with a $2,000 fee or $12,000 fee because you're leaving and you're breaking your contract. Well, it doesn't show that in the contract. And you might be sitting here going, Brian, this is crazy. Like this is no, this, this is not crazy. I've been hearing this for years and then now I'm just seeing it firsthand a lot more. And now it's getting pretty close to home and I'm like, okay, something has to change here. And so something will change eventually. But hey, here's the thing. These aren't one-off shops. They're, these are numerous shops that are running under the big brands. Right? It's not like they're independent, doing their own thing. No, 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 no. This is how they're conducting business under the big brands we all know. And so is that on them? I don't know. I don't think so. They probably got the contract like, hey, you run your thing. We're protected. We're the mothership. We're protected, rightfully so. But it's one of these things like, do you not know this is going on? There's been whispers of it. There's a couple shops I'm talking about specifically. And like I said, I'm not going to call anyone out here. Not yet. But I will at some point. Um, and so this frustrates the hell out of me because talking to people who are being told one thing, being given another, and literally being stolen from month over month. A lot of money, a lot of money, right? For the average family, like I'm talking 10,000 a month, just taken from them that they didn't even realize. And so this is the underbelly of the Canadian mortgage industry. This is what's going on. It's not everyone. Hey, there's great people running great shops, more than this. But there are a lot of broker owners that are A, <clears throat> not coming to the table with what they said they were gonna, and I get you're running your own book, you tell people you think it's cool, let's run a team, you get people in, and now all of a sudden you can't you can't, you know, spend as much time and energy with those newer agents. I get it. You went in with great intentions, you can't fulfill anything, that's on you. You made a bad choice. They made a bad choice for believing in you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ones who purposely come into this, taking advantage of people who just don't know. And the common theme is when I talk to these people, they, I didn't know. I had no idea. I was told this. I was told this. I was told that. Like, I've talked to 10 agents where this is the case. And the stories are very consistent. And they're all different shops. There's maybe overlap on three of them, three or four of the agents. The other ones are all different one-off shops. So it's not like there's just one bad apple. <clears throat> there's one in particular that just disgusts me by how they run their business. It's, it's, it's crazy that they're getting away with this and they're pulling the wool over so many people's eyes. Um, and they're gonna get exposed at some point. And if you know who you are, because that business model I explained, you know who you are. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll expose you at some point, right? I will, if, if I have to, that's what it comes to. And so I told you the tone of this podcast is gonna be completely different. And it's just because I see little people that are grinding away, trying to put food on the table for their family. They're taking massive risks in a 100% commission-based business that have young families, spouses on mat leave, you know, stressed out, other spouse working two, three jobs because they don't have money coming in. This is what 
they're dealing with. They're putting their trust in someone that they have their best intentions. They're they're going to take care of them. They're going to show them the way, and they're freaking taking advantage of them. 1,000%, and that's their business model. It's baked into their model, right, with no end in sight. Hey, when you hit a certain thing, do you then get volume bonuses? No, I never get them. Okay, and you never knew this. Nope, had no clue. Didn't even know what a volume bonus was. Okay, so right there, right? Hey, does your monthly payment go down? Do you have to stop buying leads at some point? Nope, always have to pay it. Okay, interesting. When you when they told you that you were leaving and they said they were going to hit you with this fine, which they never would, but if you're an average person and they, someone tells you you owe them $12,000, you're going to start freaking out the stress that's going to cause you, even though they might never do anything. They might have a lawyer write a letter that will scare the shit out of you. And some people are going to cave and pay. But was that outlined in the con? No, there's no, nothing in there saying I can't leave. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And so in one example, agent was leaving a brokerage, had never funded a deal, never funded a deal at the brokerage had been there six months working part-time paid to join okay never funded said i'm leaving okay you owe twenty five hundred dollar penalty where's it say in the contract you just owe us that um i'm not paying that well then you can't leave but where's in the contract like it's a circle it's like well i'm leaving okay well how would i give you a better split why where are you going what are we doing okay like person's never done a deal Right? It's charged them money to join and then slapping them with this penalty. They've never done a deal. So, why are they so excited to keep that person around? What's their motivation, you ask yourself? Well, they get a large monthly fee and they get, if they actually do close a deal, they get a great split. And I get if you're brand new and you got to pay 50 50 to start, but at some point that ends, right? Like that, it changes. But if you're not getting the volume bonus, that's the pot of gold on the rainbow for the broker owners is keep you around large monthly payment. Fine. We're not really going to help you that much, but if you do figure it out, eventually we get paid because we're on a 60, 40 and that you could be doing 30 million and that's your split because you don't get the volume bonus. Like it's just crazy. Now I know other shops that run great shops and they're very forthcoming with, Hey, I keep the volume bonus. Because taking on new agents, let's be honest, it's not fun. There's a lot of work. Most of them don't work out. Some of them just learn and then leave. So like, so there's, but I, so if you're coming on, I'll train you up, but I keep the volume bonus and we're 60, 40 on everything else for your first 10 deals. And then once you're not new and you've done a certain amount of volume, I'll open up the volume bonus to you. Now that makes sense. You're going in eyes wide open. That's fair. Like if you sign up for that, then you sign up for it. But none of this, hey, $7,500, if you leave, you owe us money. You got to send every deal in through us, three to 500 a month, plus you're not included in any volume bonuses. And we didn't even tell you about that. It's just crazy. So this is me telling you, if any of this resonates with you, you need to go and find out if you don't already, hey, what are our volume bonuses? Am I getting the volume bonuses? If you've been around a while, you know this. If you haven't, you need to check. You need to do your due diligence. This should be on your list of questions asking a new brokerage. 
what volume bonuses do we get with what lenders and do I get access to those? Right? And if you don't, I personally would run. Right? I would take a 50, if I'm brand new, I'd take a 50-50 split on my first 5, 10, 15 deals if the training's amazing. As long as it's 50-50, it includes the volume bonus. Right? I would do that. Knowing like it's education, I'm basically getting paid to go to school. Right? As long as I'm going to, they back up the fact that they're going to train me. But none of this wishy-washy other stuff where essentially it's just a revolving door. They know this. And so here's the other thing is one of these brokerages, I don't know how many ages they have. I think it's around the 60, 70 mark. The second or third highest producer is doing 25 million. So what does that tell you? That tells me their business model is not to bring on top producers. Because top producers will know, like, the jigs up, what's going on. They'll be like, this is a scam. It's to bring on the people that don't know. All those people down there hustling and bustling, working three jobs, you know, doing two million a year in volume. three, And they're just adding up, plus their monthly fee, plus their big sign-up fee. Right? That tells you right there. The second, out of that many agents, if your second top producer is doing 25 million, second or third, you got problems. You don't got problems. It means you don't have your agents, not maybe not the, the best agents from a volume perspective. They're all brand new, probably. Right? So that tells me you're making money somehow, some way, on the backs of others. And so I implore you, go and ask your broker owner. Do I get 100% of the commission that's coming in, whatever my split is, 75-25, is that 75% of every dollar you receive from my lenders? Yes or no? You need to understand that. Right? Now, there's other subtleties in the industry, kickbacks that people get with volumes and points you get and blah, blah, blah. And that's a whole other conversation because that one doesn't piss me off as much as this one. Um, and maybe I'll cover that another point in time, but I'm just, if I can, this is one of those things, if I can save one person from being scammed any longer, that's the goal of this podcast. That's it. Right. Um, and so also to just let everyone else know that's in a good situation, like good for you for doing the due diligence. Maybe you got lucky, right? But there's people taking advantage of, of colleagues of yours, peers of yours in this industry. And so if you see it, if you hear it, if you know other people who are brand new, pass the message to them. Go and find out. Don't pay $7,500 to join a brokerage. Don't pay $3,000 to join a brokerage. Like, what are you paying for? I don't understand. That's money in their pocket. You never get back. It's, it, unless, I know Scott does this with his brokerage. He charges new agents $1,500. After they close 10 deals, he gives it back to them. It's more of a commitment fee than anything. Like, hey, are you going all in here? It's not just, hey, join, everyone join. So, but he gives it back to them. <laughs> so, right? Very clearly laid out in the, the Mickey Mouse contract. I always say Mickey Mouse because there's nothing in the contract. I told you, you own all your data. You own everything. Okay, so these are things you need to understand. I know I'm rambling now, um, but you need to understand, like, who controls your data? And I'm not saying it's right or wrong for the broker owner to control it, but you need to know. You can't brand yourself under someone else's brand. Non-negotiable. Don't do it. If that's mandatory for you to go there, you do not go there. 
you go, well, that doesn't make sense. You want me to build your brand. And when I leave, all my emails and leads go there. When and if I leave, right? And some broker owners are like, hey, that's the only way I'm taking you on, which fair enough. At least they're being transparent about it, right? Do I own my data? Can I download a CSV file at any given time out of our submission platform? And do, can I control that? Or who owns it? Why do you own it? Those are my blood, sweat, and tears. Why do you own it? You need to understand this. Most of you don't own your data. So you need to figure that out. Who owns the data? Change up your branding. Do you get the volume bonuses? Like all this stuff that no one wants to talk about. Okay, so please spend some time and energy figuring that out. Okay, that's it. Rant done. Back to positivity from here on out until we're not. Um, and then we start using names. Why? Because, because I can. Because I freaking can. So that's it. I want to uh, leave you kids with that. Um, I don't have anything else to say. Just I'm, I'm pumped up now. I feel like I need to go to kickboxing class or something. Um, okay, that's it, kids. Peace out. Enjoy your day. Hey, thanks again for having to listen to this episode. Hopefully you got good insights from Ryan. A couple quick things. First, if you go check out 10loansamonth.com, you can get on the wait list and find out when we're opening doors to the 10 Loans a Month Academy again. I know that Ryan has a whole bunch of upgrades planned for the Academy, so I'm excited to see as that continues to expand. Go check that out at 10loansamonth.com. That's the number 10. Thanks again for listening to this episode, and I will still see you on my I Love Mortgage Brokering podcast. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.